Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Brett, Ed, Fran, Johnny, Matt and Paul, helping you to build more muscle and to lose weight with a hint of banter and a dash of humour. Enjoy this week's episode. That's Johnny's teeth chattering. Welcome to episode number 163. And I know that because I uploaded one episode number 162 this morning. So I'm actually bang on the number. Bang on the money. For once. For once. It's quite a lot of numbers. That's a big number. It is. 163 episodes of the No Nonsense Nutrition podcast. Podcast. It's pretty good. And, you know, people were thinking that we're, uh, we're big time getting millions yeah. of and living, living, uh, living life like the, um, an Instagram influencer. Exactly. The amount of advertising revenue we get from this podcast, honestly, I don't know how I've not retired out in the Bahamas by now. Yeah, you know, if the Bahamas was free to get to, free to live in, then we'd be we'd be there. We'd be able to do it, yeah. Otherwise, we're a bit shafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey ho. Oh Hey ho. No, that's on you. Well, other than, just... uh, other than my constant, constant shouting out about eating cheese. Yeah. There is it. There, you know, there is a marginal bit of money there. <laughs> When I say marginal, it's marginal, isn't it? I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure. Even though I would say actually, we get a good amount of usage of our code. Like, say, good, relatively. I mean, yeah. if people are saying we're getting thousands of uses, probably not thousands, but um, you know, we we get a good amount of people using our our codes. It probably still doesn't really even pay for the hosting of this podcast. Let's be honest. So we poor. Well, so we've got. Uh jobs <laughs> yeah well um do you know what that actually came up right and um probably not really content for the podcast but hey ho we're quite transparent and honest about stuff aren't we um it came up uh, in a conversation with a, a or a pre-consultation with a new client around obviously having a day job um and it potentially looking like well why, why are you not full-time in nutrition why, why is it kind of just like a hobby or a part-time type thing um which is obviously i suppose a fair question because you might think to yourself well actually why would i not hire someone that's their full-time job because surely they're going to be better at it than you then that's the case and i I said well actually in reality i would say it's the opposite because well because we have full-time jobs and because our livelihood we're not reliant on basically selling because we aren't we aren't relying on having to have clients so we basically do it because we enjoy doing it and we care and we care for clients outcomes that's literally the reason why we do it we're not doing it because we actually need to sell you and need to get your money because we're not reliant on that to pay our bills or live our lifestyle um and that was that's kind of what i said to him and i get like that's genuinely true like i only we obviously we only take on a few clients at a time because we want to provide value to people, we want to make sure that they're getting a top-class, excellent quality service. As much as that all sounds cheesy, that is genuinely and absolutely true. And that we give a shit that people, you know, get what they they need, and that people get a really good service from us. Um, and because we have full-time jobs, we don't have to sell you on bullshit. We literally tell you how it is because we don't need you to sign up. We genuinely don't no. need you to sign up. So, <laughs> if you don't want to sign up, yeah. We're not going to force you to do it. No, I'm not going to lose my house. I'm not going to starve because you don't sign up or I'm not going to stress and struggle about it because actually I don't need you to sign up. I only want you to sign up because I want to help you because I really like doing it. I really like helping people. So 
It's interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. Interesting. No one's ever asked before, actually. No one's. Yeah. I mean, never. I suppose it's not something that we advertise necessarily to say that we have full time jobs and that. Um, I say full time. I only work four days a week, so it's not really full time for me. But um, okay. yeah, it is really part time. Well, that's, technically, it is part time. It's not thirty five hours, or it's not a full time full time job, really. When you look at it like that. But anyway, um, we don't really advertise that. But I suppose we also don't hide it um, for those reasons that I've, that I've really just said. And but no one's ever really asked about it before. No, I don't think I've been ever asked. I think I mention it. Of uh, I see, I'm I'm in work. If I have to do a, a a check in on a night, I'm on night shift. I'll, I can't do it. So I say, look, I might tonight, so I'll do it tomorrow or the next day, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so we, you know, a couple of clients is is enough, really. So it's not like we um, need to charge five hundred quid each to fund our lifestyle because we don't. No. To be, to be- like the Instagram, few Instagram people who drive in like well, who claim they drive in Ferraris. There's a hundred percent guarantee that they are not working with you one on one, unless they're charging horrific money a month, and then really, is it worth it? Mm, I doubt it. I, I I had this conversation with another fitness professional in the industry around how many clients people would genuinely need to make a good living at you know reasonable rate and not charging like really over the top odds, and. I kind of, I kind of think, to be honest, to be able to give credence and a, the, the certain the level of service that I would want to give to all of my clients, I don't think it's possible. Like, I don't think I have enough time without working a really silly amount of hours to then generate enough income to have like a decent lifestyle. And I, I'm not saying like in terms of my my expectations of a decent lifestyle is completely, um, what's the word? Oh, outrageous, I guess. I don't, as in like, you know, earning some, some people are, you know, there's the fit pro center earning 30, 40, 50 grand a year, which is good, uh, you know, more than a decent lifestyle. Um, so I'm not talking, oh yeah, I'm expecting to be earning a hundred thousand pound a year, you know, six figure fit pro kind of thing uh, to do that and earn, you know, a one-to-one coaching, you, you've got to have a lot of clients unless you're charging a lot of money. And if you're doing that, a lot of clients, I don't think you can give enough service. So I think it's quite a, a complex paradox in terms of, you know, people that are full time, they either don't earn a lot of money in terms of being able to then have like a, a, a decent lifestyle as a, you know, as a professional, or they just overran their clients and then therefore can't give enough support or time as I'd expect. Either that or they're just really efficient in what they do. Um, therefore, they can afford to give less time to clients and therefore have more clients. I suppose a lot of them maybe earn more money in other avenues like passive income through recipe books they might sell programs they might sell like meal plans or i don't know all the shit that maybe we all hate but not like i don't i don't hate recipe books in fact i i think recipe books are a really good idea and if people are willing to pay for them great um meal plans mm, not so much i think we covered our opinions on meal plans on on other episodes but yeah yeah i mean even your generic training plans albeit they're a bit shit but sorry if as long as they're low price point to be honest they probably do have a place do you think yeah, I think especially if you're starting off, any sort of structure when you're starting off is better than just going in it and winging it, especially after the the newbie gains have not diminished, but uh, they slow down. If you've got some sort of like progression model, then it's like it's 100 times better than just going in and winging it and looking at the biggest guy in the gym and go, oh, I'll copy what he does. 
maybe maybe good, but you don't know. Yeah. So, I think you the, there's a very very niched small market who will pay. I don't know. Let's say two hundred quid a month for coaching. Generally, people who are coaches themselves who want the accountability and are willing to pay for it and the time. Bodybuilders, any sports specific, they they are generally all people who've got money to burn because two hundred pound a month is a decent amount of money for the majority. If you if you think that, what's the average wage out of London? Twenty five grand. I wish I, I wish I was earning that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I joke. I earn twenty six. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a, there's a limit into what if someone's just looking to. But when you look at it this way, it's like I think I read. Why did I read it before? Whether the stat is actually true or not, I would I would tend to think that it probably is over a lifetime. So over a woman's lifetime, they if if they diet and they're into that sort of thing, they diet and all the time going to slimming world, they spend over a hundred thousand across a lifetime on losing weight. I'm thinking, well, really, people even though it sounds good now, people are not gonna pay like five hundred quid a month for coaching for a year a day. So you spend six grand and then within a year you should know if the coach is good, what to do in every circumstance that you encounter in your life that will keep you on track forever. So therefore, you would say, right, I've actually saved you 94 grand across your life. If you look at it that way, yeah, it's cheap, but people don't look at it that way, do they? I, w- I would love to know if that figure is accurate, 100,000 yeah, a year. I can't that, that, that sounds outrageous if it is true. It wouldn't surprise me. Look at, look at the like herbal life, isn't it? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, whether, I think whether those figures are actually accurate are probably irrelevant because we, like the principle or the, yeah, the principle of it or the point that you're making is probably true in that people do spend a lot, a hell of a lot of money on things like diet products or um, I can think of family members or friends and stuff that I know of that have spent a shit ton on things like Slim and World, skinny coffees, um, your, your juice pluses and your Herbalifes and you know all manner of stuff like that. And they're, no, they're in the same position as they've always been. You know, they are the, your atypical constant yo-yo dieter of on off on off on off of losing some weight gaining weight losing some weight and you kind of your typical start again type people which not not only is it i guess a waste of money but it's it's actually really detrimental to well-being to people i'm sure kind of that yo-yo approach and that yo-yo experience that people have over many 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 years or in an entire lifetimes for a lot of people that must you, like people, I guess, at some point must look back and think, "Fuck off! I've wasted a lot of anxiety, sadness, hurt, or you know, all of these things, all these negative emotions, with trying to fucking diet my entire life." And it's sad. I'm not really getting anywhere. No, exactly. And like I said, they're not getting anywhere. Like they might, they see off. They obviously have periods of weight loss. But it's constant periods of weight loss, weight gain, weight loss, weight gain. And I think that's more detrimental than someone that just maintained the same the entire time. Yeah, it is. Because of the negative aspects of constantly feeling like you're a failure, the negative aspects of constantly feeling like you're hopeless, that you can't get anywhere, which is obviously not not true necessarily because we know how difficult it is for people to maintain weight loss. Like losing weight for a lot of people is actually relatively easy. Like the literature shows that we're actually not that bad at losing weight. 
as a society you know most people can lose weight um you know i i am obviously speaking very generally but most people can lose weight we just struggle as a as a species to keep it off yeah like uh, you often hear and i've never really found any research to consistently back this up but you often hear figures around kind of 95 percent of people regain all of any weight loss within a year or five years i can't remember the time frame but something like that and like something like 66 percent of people put on more than they than they then obviously they started on after that amount of time so you're like oh that's pretty fucking damning for the diet industry or it's pretty damning for obviously our population and the obesity epidemic if you look at let's say you look at every if you at a hundred i don't know let's go instagram coaches a hundred supplements how many of those are any good one or two let's, let's say well for if we're talking about for weight loss let's say none <laughs> unless they're illegal yeah otherwise it's well yeah coaching wise you might have you might have 10 so you know if they have 100 clients each so you know it's a lot of them in a lot of failures in the other from in 90 coaches yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah well that, that, i suppose that's the that's the way and obviously some of the criticism people like joe wicks used to get um whether he gets as much i don't know anymore but obviously it used to be a lot of damning criticism for that he would he would kind of throw out all of these success stories but a lot of people in the industry had realized it and were aware that that was like five percent of his people because he was turning he was obviously turning over i don't know i can't remember how many it was now but yeah thousands a month and you're seeing maybe 50 good transformations and don't be wrong it's still outrageous and i'm not i've i've kind of just got bored of trying to bash people especially joe wicks as well because i guess is he doing any more harm than anyone else? Is he actually probably at least doing some good for some people and encouraging some form of healthy activity or healthy behaviours? Then probably. So is it optimal or perfect? Absolutely not. But, you know, that is what it is, isn't it? But, yeah, I mean, the point going back to that is no one's seeing the 950 like failures, in air quotes, or 950 people that didn't manage to get on with his plan and stuff. And it, I'm like, again, single him, he's just obviously the biggest name probably and obviously the, the biggest number I could probably think of as well. But there's there's a shed ton of people out there that are that same rate. On the flip side is we also know some really good practitioners that barely have any failures or the failures that they do have, probably not even really failures because a, a lot of the people that don't necessarily achieve maybe body composition goals might learn in other ways because... Let's be honest. I think a coach's job half the time, your your half your job is done as long as you give a shit. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You got to, you got to care for the clients, and you yeah. you got to give them you got to give them a good chunk of your time. You can't service hundred people a month because like there's no way one to one. Well, Joe Wicks does clearly doesn't do one to one, does he? He doesn't do anything. Let's let's be honest. Joe Wicks does no coaching now, and he probably barely did at the start. Um, very much just selling generic plans. I mean, I remember when he went quiet, um, allegedly lawsuit <coughs> hashtag lawsuit. Um, allegedly went quiet when a load of people started comparing and complaining about plans that was like bespoke training and diet plans, and they had like other people's names on, or someone would say that. I've got a peanut allergy and then all of their meals would include some sort of nuts and stuff like that. And you're like, mm, this doesn't feel very bespoke. Why is my plan identical to that person's plan? And they're 30 kilos heavier than me. And you know, 
I don't know, it's just clearly just rolling out cookie cutter plans. Um, and he's it's like, he's allegedly, if he did that, he's fucking not the only one in the industry, let's be honest. There's a shit ton of people selling, but that, and that's probably my biggest problem, actually. And when I said about, oh, all the things out there like recipe books and meal plans and generic plans stuff, generic plans probably have a place. Um, even you know, as f- for for on sale, as long as they're, if it might be in a low price point, and they're sold as generic plans, they're not they're sold as bespoke plans. But because that's 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 what the, the problem is. If like if people are paying a five quid or ten or whatever you know price point of here's a four week block of training, follow that, you know, pay me ten pound. Someone's got to program that. Someone's got to put together. It's worth ten quid. It's worth someone's time. Arguably, you could say that shit's out there for free on the internet anyway, because people are giving away that type of stuff for free, which is probably just as effective as as like that type of generic plan. But you know, yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, I, I I would say what is it? Uh, Greg Knuckles is it average average? Yeah, average to savage. I think that's the name of a product he did. <laughs> that guy's a fucking legend. So he puts together something that he says he's been working on for two whole fucking years, and basically puts it down as a pay as you play type product. Basically, if you like it, pay for as much as you want for it. If you if you don't like it, don't pay for it. That's like that's amazing. That is good. I mean, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I'm sure he's not hard up. Like like mass, the amount of money he must generate from things like mass and and stuff like that. He's probably he's probably doing all right. But yeah, it, the fact that he can just put out like what I could imagine is probably one of the best. Like especially for strength, one of the best fucking training type blocks or plans that you could probably ever ask for for someone like him. And he's basically saying, pay what you think it's worth, five dollars. Brilliant. It's yeah. mad, isn't it? Yeah. You get something up for a you know for a favour. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is. But anyway. How are you, Johnny? I'm I'm alright actually. I'm not too bad. You? Yeah, yeah, I'm very good, thank you. <laughs> That's, that's very formal. Didn't expect that, did you? No, I didn't. Are you? I no, I'm very happy with myself. As you'll, as you've seen, I've just created a very fancy carousel for our Instagram, which I really, really enjoyed making. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Is it, is it is it sad of me to like take so much pride in something so so small? Well, I take pride in everything you do. Yeah. How you do anything is how you do everything. I. <laughs> I, I just I felt clever making it and I and I liked the the outcome was quite good. I, as I said to you, I did have to watch a ten minute YouTube tutorial on how to make it. But isn't it amazing what you can find on YouTube? Literally anything. There is there is a tutorial for absolutely everything on YouTube. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, you literally can do anything though. Anything you want. What's the weird? What, what's the weirdest thing on YouTube you ever watched? Weirdest. Uh, clearly nothing that that weird by the by the delay. Not all stands out really. I probably are. I just don't remember them. Well, I'll tell you something I find is very weird, but um, and I don't I, I don't know whether um, whether you experience this, but children's pretend play videos. No. What are they? No. Oh, okay. Well, things no. like some some are basically constantly, literally every day. And she would, for hours on end, if we let her, watch like pretend play videos of other kids pretending to play. So they'll like basically kids doing like play acting with their toys. Like they'll pretend to cook in their kitchen, or they'll do stories with, like, and their parents obviously filming them doing it, stick on YouTube. And they've got millions of subscribers, millions. They must be making an absolute fortune on ad revenue. Which, to be fair, 
given the size of the houses they're filming in and the amount of fucking toys and swimming pools and everything else they've got in there in there obviously while it was on camera you think so they probably are making a fucking hundred thousand a fucking month or something but on these youtube videos but I said, it was outrageous but she watches them like constantly she absolutely loves them so and it's mad what is actually on youtube and what actually generous money yeah yeah well what is it one of the richest kids on forbes list was something like that asian kid that um their fa- or his family just watches him or films him unboxing toys and he like almost reviews them in and obviously he's like five or something he just revoys they just re- um filming reviewing toys he's like i don't know again something makes like a million million dollars a month or something but that might be absolutely wrong in terms of figures but it's something outrageous anyway a lot of money yeah doesn't need to work ever yeah my my uh my <laughs> my friend ben i'll shout out to ben um he admitted to me he likes to watch people opening boxes on YouTube. Apparently, it's a it's a thing. There's a name for it in terms of a fetish almost. But the fetish is it doesn't matter what's in the box. It's people like to just watch people like their hands going into a box and open up and seeing what's in it and stuff. But the, what's in it doesn't really matter. It's more the opening and stuff. Very weird. Well, whatever floats your um, boat then. What float? Do you know what I watched the other day? That's not on YouTube. What? That new Zac Efron. Uh, you did not, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Seamless. Absol- my, my first thought was, Go on. what a good-looking bloke. What a good-looking motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> isn't, isn't, it stra- isn't it strange, though, obviously, how old we are? Isn't it strange to look back and think, like, I, when you think of Zac Efron, you still think of him as that 13-year-old kid or whatever he was in High School Musical? Well, I didn't see her, but I watched. Uh, well, I never watched it, but I knew of it. Seventeen again, uh, and he's obviously a child. Yeah, maybe he's seventeen, maybe younger. Perhaps. But I googled it. I said to Shelley, "So, old Dragon is? Oh, I don't know, mid twenties. He's now thirty-two. Is he? Oh, bloody hell! Yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. I looked at him. I thought, <clears throat> if you could pick your life at the start, from birth, clearly you can't. He's got loads of money. Uh, from a male point of view. A heterosexual male's point of view, I say. He loads of money. Could have any woman in the world, probably. He's good looking, good shape, celebrity, probably got a nice life. What more do you want? Um, well, yeah, I, I, I kind of concur. However, the... The all end all, but you know. Yeah, I was going to say, the, there's, the, there's the rebellious side of me that would say... None of those necessarily equate to happiness, but I absolutely get the point you're making. The funny thing is, he probably really... those things concrete as the center of you, you'd be happy with him. There's, cer- the... there's certainly things. There's certainly things a lot of us strive for. Yes, um, he does have a wang eye though, doesn't he? From like car accident or something, one of his eyes is fucked up in it. Didn't notice. <laughs> I would take that. Yeah. I get a bite. I, I would absolutely take that as well if I'm honest given uh, the money and uh, I'll be honest I've, I've I don't think I would ever want to be that famous where you can't go out though or do anything or go anywhere like you can't go to a shop without getting hounded that I never want to be that famous I mean I'm close to it already now you know 163 episodes in but oh. <sighs> you get that uh, mobbed mind what? Because that's what he was in the first episode. He did go to Iceland and not get mobbed. Did he? Oh, okay. Well, I, 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 can you remember? I went to Crete last year and got 
mobbed by one person. And when I say mobbed, I mean vaguely recognised, and not really even recognised, more they recognised the logo on the vest I was wearing, which is our No Nonsense Nutrition vests. <laughs> oh, are, are you do, do you do you part of that company today? So, so uh, that for me was like the uber pinnacle of fame. Someone asking me, and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I, I co-own that company, yeah. That is me. Do you want me autograph? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I think I've, I think I've, I've heard of you. Oh, you mean you don't listen? No, 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 I think I've just seen it on, like, Facebook or something. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, it's nice to know that you've kind of at you, least semi-recognise it. Nearly up there with him. Yeah. Um, shout out to George, actually. His name was George. I can't, I forget George's surname now. Um, I am friends with him on Facebook. Really nice chap. Uh, another PT in the industry. I think obviously it's where he's seen our stuff for whatever. But um, I've got a feeling actually he might have enrolled in MNU afterwards. But um, really nice guy. Um, yeah. Do you know, back to the, the documentary. Yes. Oh, well, the one thing he hasn't got a dad bod. It's one thing he hasn't. <laughs> no, fun. no. Well, yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't fucking believe it, given the media. I, I, before before we go into that, what I will say is, um, I brought out the uh, my classic line that has now been repeated for probably the last at least three or maybe four years. There is no new content in the fitness industry. Um, I put out I I created my own little meme, which I was also as happy with as I was this carousel I've just currently made of Buzz Lightyear going, uh, Zac Efron, Zac Efron everywhere. <laughs> You know, obviously, do you know the meme I'm talking about, Johnny? They got Buzz Lightyear and Woody, and they're like Buzz is looking at in the distance with his arm out, going. And obviously, they always say like something everywhere because that's what he's always saying. And obviously, I just replaced the something with Zac Efron because I was sick. I must admit, sick to death of all of my friends in the fitness industry all saying the same thing. It does get a guy, doesn't it? Yeah, it Everyone does. just it gives does. it all. Yeah, so I, don't, I, do I, do, I don't blame people. I do it. I've done it. You know, jumping on the bandwagon and just saying, oh, you know, everyone jumps the same ideas. Oh, that's good fitness content. Quick, let's make a story about it. And, you know, everyone goes out and says it or everyone gets on the same fucking, you know, fucking, yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I felt myself going off on a mini, mini rant. They take over the top. <laughs> yeah. They do but, take over the top. Just they try to sound... It's a bit virtuous to a certain extent. Yeah. But the problem is there is many people being virtuous that I know genuinely are virtuous. It's not just virtue signaling, um, which obviously for people that understand virtue signaling is basically trying to be virtuous for the plaudits and not really because you have any genuine intent to be virtuous. Um and obviously, there's there can oft, that can often overlap, and not really like in, in like the psyche or psychology of people that can often overlap, and it isn't really because like a lot of people you could say actually there's no selfish act, there's no selfless act. No one can ever do a selfless act. There's always something selfish within it, even if it's like you give money to a homeless person, you'd say that's a selfless act. Well, is it selfless if you actually feel good about doing it? Because actually, you've been rewarded with some good emotions, so therefore, you may be not doing it selflessly. Maybe yeah, like not completely, and obviously this is this is very philosophical, but um, I kind of think sometimes like the virtues type, the virtuous or virtue signalling that people do. I know some of the people that are doing it are genuinely fucking top class people as well. So I feel a bit bad even taking the piss a little bit, but you know, it's, that, that, it, you can't help but feel like I can't anyway. I'll be open again, open, transparent, honest about shit. Um, I did get a bit bored of seeing the same old stuff. Can you remember, I don't know if you remember ages ago, like a couple of years ago, maybe, good old Spencer Nadolski um, 
thought I was ripping him because I I put out uh, I copied his. You know he did that Santa meme, like bad Santa. There's a bad Santa meme holding up a little white thing in prison on, on like the um, prison photo board thing, and uh, people were like copying something like I can't remember what even what he put now, but he put something like he started it with the first ever one that said something on the lines of. Um, people people think think Santa is fake, but they believe in like keto being best for weight loss. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it's something like that. Something basically taking the piss of of like people believing like thinking Santa's fake, but then they believe in fucking stupid shit. And I because a load of people basically just copied that same meme with the same stuff. I got so bored of seeing it. I I basically defaced it and put like replaced all the words with there is no new content in the fitness industry with this bad Santa meme. And he saw it and then like commented on my post saying, "Hey, what happened?" That's it. He thought I was basically taking the piss out of him, <laughs> which I what which I wasn't. I was actually taking the piss out of obviously everyone copying him, because um, this this is what perpetuates year on year fitness industry just repeating the same stuff over and over again. But I don't blame yeah. the people in the industry if I'm honest. It's just it is what it is, isn't it? But yeah, but obviously you've seen this about um, Zach having having a dad bod. Um, right, I, I looked at that. I can't remember what, what it was. Someone was in, yeah, he had a dad bod and was in some media outlet. I can't remember. I'm thinking to myself, he, he probably doesn't even look at it and he probably doesn't give a flying fuck But what anybody thinks that that is a random on Facebook. He probably goes, fucking hell, you lot. I don't give a fuck about. I would be the same. Like, I don't care what you think. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what more could he want in life? From this, from looking from outside, you don't know what he's like internally, blah blah blah. But I'm like, this man don't care. Surely the guy doesn't care. Yeah, you think so? I mean, maybe he does, but you would think actually he's got so much other shit going for which people all, but you know, most other people want after. You would think that he wouldn't give a flying about what other people are saying about my my dad. But like the the actual angle for me is a bit like. What, what some of the fitness industry have actually said, to be fair, and obviously I know I've just fucking ripped into it a bit, saying, oh, people just copy, but I do think it's true. Like, if if the this so-called after picture of a dad bod is what you would call a dad bod, and I guess there are these negative connotations of a dad bod that people are now kind of using to ridicule or take the piss out of people, um, which is funny because... I remember only a few years ago where, I think, was it Jamie Ollerton did a, did a bit? He was in one of the outlet media outlets because... There was him and a dude with what we know as a dad bod, you know, like big old beer belly or, you know, not big old beer, but obviously like a, 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 a not particularly in shape middle-aged man, you know, maybe a little bit of man boobs, a bit of a belly, um, you know, looks like he probably drinks a bit too much during the week and has a few too many takeaways. Um, and then they had Jamie ripped to shreds, like standing in the street and they were asking people what do girls prefer? And I think the dad, this was in the media because they were trying to basically create this narrative of, People don't want Jamie Ogden and or a ripped bodybuilder type or physique type athlete, and they actually feel more comfortable or secure around someone that you know lets themselves go a little bit. In air quotes, um, and that's what, like the irony of it. In that, that was almost like fit shaming then, to a certain extent. And I'm not saying it was necessarily as far as that, but it's almost like, oh no, I don't want someone that's that high maintenance. You know, they 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 go to the gym three four times a week, and they they actually think about what they eat. That's outrageous. Um, and now it's like. Oh no! Oh, he's got a dad bod. That Zach Efron's really let himself go, isn't he? It's like fuck me. He still looks better than ninety-five percent of people. Like what? Yeah, he does. What? <laughs> Look at abs, traps, shoulders, arms, 
most people would like to look like him, wouldn't they? Stick, t- tell you what, the funny thing is, stick a fucking T-shirt on that dude and everyone would be like, cool, he looks fucking good. Yeah, isn't it? exactly. It's, he's almost like a good end of a bulk. That is yeah. Before before, yeah. before it goes south, where people then get too chunky. He almost looks like, yeah, do you know what? He's, he's, he's had a good little bulk incision there and I bet he looks fucking damn good in a nice tight T-shirt. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but we just wanted to let you know that we're currently accepting applications to work with any of our coaches to help you lose weight and get shredded or build muscle and get jacked. If you want to know more, just head over to nnncoaching.com forward slash apply. No contract lengths, just evidence-based coaching to make sure you get the results you've always been after. Yeah, 100%. Like back to the thing about Jimmy Oliver, or who do women prefer? Well, some prefer one and some prefer the other, I would imagine, like anything else. Mm. It's like a stupid question to me, see? Stupid. Unless you can survey all, I don't know how many women are in the UK, 20 million or whatever. If you're going to survey 20 million of them, which you can never do, then you're still not going to get an accurate representation of what the well, the average female wants, which what is the average female? Who knows? It's like men, isn't it? Men like different sorts of women or other men. You know what I mean? Yeah, and there there probably is an element of that. Some women wouldn't like Jamie's physique because they maybe do feel a bit. You know, it might be that they have their own issues, and and seeing someone that clearly takes a lot of pride or 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 makes a lot of effort into his appearance makes them question why they don't, or maybe makes them question their own um, kind of feelings about their body and stuff. And I'm not saying that's that's the right thing, and that people should feel that way. Some, you know, the anti-diet crowd would argue that actually that's society making people feel that way, and that they shouldn't ever. But obviously, it, it happens. But kind of like, well, that's not Jamie's fault if people feel like you know they're looking at him in that. Oh, you make me feel insecure. I can, I oh, there's nothing to cuddle there. I couldn't do that. It's like, well, that isn't his fault at all. Um, oh, in the in, yeah, and in the same way, he's like shouldn't be looking at people that you know don't have a, as athletic or kind of like physique based stuff and you know don't pay as much care to their their physiques as he d- does to think that that's a bad thing that they should care because in the day it's down to people's own opinions on what they want to look like and what they don't you know we would always argue that health comes first and as long as someone's healthy what they look like is down to them albeit i also don't think there's anything particularly wrong with wanting to have some form of aesthetic goal no nothing wrong at all it's up to you what you want to do isn't it yeah don't need to bow to anybody else it's just, it's That's just, yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say, it's just so fucked up when the world has now got to a point where pictures of a still reasonably lean, you know, certainly in no way anywhere pushing overweight or obese individual, like you say, and then all the other attributes of good looking, um, rich, famous. Um, which again just going back I don't necessarily feel like we should be putting those types of values up on a pedestal and say that that's what everyone should strive for but the reality is in society that they are for a lot of people what why are we ridiculing the, these individuals saying they, they've got a fucking dad bod and you know oh, he's let himself fucking go you know why because they probably lead sad lives they want something to comment on because they're bored well it's def- definitely the media wanting to create a story no doubt the, the the issue is, I mean, basically you've got to expect it from the media and therefore you kind of almost got to forgive them because it's just what they do. Like media don't give a, give a flying again about being right. They don't really care about ethics or morals. Um, all they care about, like Denzel said it the best. Yes, the, I was just thinking that. Denzel said it the best. 
The problem with nowadays is the media don't give a shit. They, the media don't have any aspirations to be correct. They just want to be first. It's not about be. It's not about being you know like fact checking. They don't. They fact. They they put it out and fact check later, and that is absolutely true. The media, um, and that goes the same with kind of like moral moralistic stuff. They don't really care if like you know. Oh, that's not aligning with the types of values that as a as a decent human society we should be promoting. Don't really care. Is it going to get people talking? Is it clickbaity? Is it going to have a story? Yes, get it out. Get it out. Get it out. Look at that. Sack, sack Efron's got a dad bod. Fuck me, he's fat. It's like, Jesus Christ. I'm on one today, aren't I? Yeah, I, even, I though, it. even though social media is a good thing when used correctly, it can be the most ridiculous place on earth. You know what I mean? It's just like, the shit I've seen it is, I'm a guy. We live, we must live in a world full of absolute donuts who've got no brain at all. And then, cause I, do, I do have a spell of like, um, knocking on it at all. I, I just delete the app. Because like, I'm like, I, I can't be dealing with these people. They cl- if you've never watched the news ever again, you've never looked at any social media platform ever again, you would definitely be a happy individual. You wouldn't yeah. know what's going on. You, 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 I know sometimes it's nice to know what's going on, but you wouldn't. Most people's lives, day to day, you don't. Most people don't encounter murder, rape, uh, paedophiles, uh, stupid shit on Facebook, Black Lives Matter protests. People are getting filled in. People don't see that day to day, do they? So they would never know what's happening. I know some of it. You, you know, ignorance is bliss, isn't it? It's like people will be better off not listening to any of it. Just going off Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, never looking at the news again and just going about their life because they'd be happier. Yeah. I know it's nice to know if there's like a, a psycho murder going on the loose in your street, obviously, but generally that's not going to happen, is it? Mm-hmm. But it's worse if health and fitness-wise, the weight loss industry is... 90, I would say 98%, well, 99% of the content is drivel. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about just kind of going back to kind of the, I, I suppose the the shame and ridicule part of of kind of his after transformation and you know the whole dad bod being a negative trait or connotation that we're now doing, uh, or, or you know we as a society are now kind of labelling. The other side, which probably then perpetuates that, makes it worse, is the fact that the. I guess the pre or the pre transformation picture they're showing of when he's fucking shredded um is is seen as something like the uh, epitome of either health or physique and stuff which don't wrong, I think is cool and I think is I like I you know we talked about my own dieting phase at the moment and how like realistically I've probably got no real reason to continue dieting other than vanity or aesthetics so like I'm kind of contradicting myself slightly in in what I'm about to say, but you know, I, I suppose that just shows my like I am human and that I fall in the same kind of traps. Maybe even if it is not a trap, is maybe where the conversation might even go. But anyway, um, the whole point is we kind of put put up this this kind of ideal physique as as like, and this has obviously happened over many many years or decades. We put up this ideal physique as what everyone should attain or achieve, um, and in reality for a lot of people that just isn't even possible like from a health perspective you can't like he, he even said himself didn't he i'm sure i'm sure i read this he even said himself that he couldn't maintain 
realistically that that ripped shredded physique for long periods of time because obviously he was having to get up and train like ridiculous hours before shooting like his films or whatever he was doing um sometimes train twice a day obviously he was in low energy because of the you know low low amount of food he was eating and stuff like that and yes he looks great and he might look the epitome of health but realistically health and physique doesn't always align and for a lot of people some people are genetically lucky enough to be able to maintain and walk around in that weight or that condition a lot of the time but they're normally the outliers most people to get into that condition have to work fucking hard and therefore can't keep it up for longer term so yes it's great to get in that condition for a shoot great to get in that condition for a holiday or a special occasion but you have to be realistic and think that that's not what you're going to be doing all all year round because you'll soon realize that it isn't worth it and that actually putting that type of sequel on a pedestal and as something to be achieved and maintained is just futile it's not not yeah. not right and that, that, that just that just just sorry mate i was just say because all, all that does just skew this perception of what is a fucking normal body or what not maybe not normal but what is like what is that just skews of what oh this is what you know the 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 successful in air quotes people look like and therefore i'm a failure because i can't look like that which is in reality not the fucking case because most people can't look like that one of the ones i i don't think unless you've been there most people don't know what it takes to get to the single digit body fat and they most people will are not willing to sacrifice what they need to to get there mm. but also people forget that these people like the celebrities are gone right we're going to pay you 20 million for this film with what well, Baywatch and that's probably what he's doing if I want it Baywatch yeah probably with the rock in they can pay 20 million whatever it is they can they will do whatever it takes just like anybody else if you said you use 20 million pounds You've got to be in. You've got to be six percent body fat in six months' time. However, they've also got they well they they have access to then the best chefs in the world, the best nutritionists in the world, the best trainers in the world, everything they need to support that. Um, sleep therapists, if need be, if they struggle with sleep, masseuse. Uh, what else we think about mindset stuff i think you, um, you're missing the fundamental like maybe on mindset you're missing the fundamental thing which lines with mindset is probably like a five million pound contract that says if you reach this condition in six months you get five million quid that's probably yeah. quite motivating for a lot of people yeah. and and anyone on, well i would say the majority of people have gone right it's your job you're a professional a professional actor you can pay 20 million for a quid for a movie you go I don't think I'll be able to do that naturally. Let's go and find some drugs, mm-hmm. some steroids, and you would, and you can understand why. Yeah, they, they, it's a lot of money at stake. They probably, they, do they probably don't even need to think. Oh, let's go find some. No doubt, it's like anything in the industry, in those types of industries where you get a job and they just know people. They'll have people approach them and say, "Do you want to make this easy?" Or I can do this because you know there'll be people that take advantage of the opportunity and sell people drugs because yeah, that, like it's the same as sports. Like I've heard. Many many stories of in sports, in professional football, and some a lot other sports, basically like fighting, UFC and stuff, where it's almost like a done thing that when athletes kind of get to a certain level, they'll just get people approaching them in locker rooms or locker rooms like an American in the changing rooms, um, and just kind of tee up and eye up about whether they'd be interested in like PDs, like it's just a normal thing. And I, like no doubt we've talked about this before that half the professional. F- like sportsmen are all on something because it's just a just rife in the done thing it's just so easy access because there are people taking advantage of those industries just offering out their services to those types of people and there's no doubt it's probably no different in like hollywood or like 
big movie industries where they're all just got it's like they're being served drugs to for like for like physique roles and stuff like that in the same way as they get served that you know they get asked they want coffee in the same way they get asked you know whatever well 100% you look at the rock clearly clearly even though some people don't think he does which is well ignorance he clearly uses it he's natty bro but he's, he's what he what did his films gross like last year was it a billion it's like well anyone would do it if that's your role that's your job you've got to look you've got to maintain a certain look for a film then you do whatever it takes yeah that's, because it, your lifestyle is reliant upon it yeah I, and I, I, I genuinely I don't even have a problem with that as long as people are transparent that's the thing. Yeah. That's the I mean, thing because the the damage is done when people create this this facade or perception of that is they are natural and that anyone can achieve this. When you know behind the scenes they're injecting everything in their fucking ass they can possibly find. Um, that's the problem. I'm not saying I'm not saying that everyone has to go out and have like a fucking label at the bottom of every post they do. P.S. I'm not natural or P.S. I take drugs or you know hashtag assisted. Um, but I just think, obviously, there should be some transparency with the people that have... It's probably like... Um, uh, it's probably like... What can I say? I suppose that this... What's the saying of... It, like the Spider-Man saying, like, with great power comes great responsibility. When you have, like, big followings, people probably just need to take a, you know, a bit of self-reflection and realise, oh, actually, I've got a lot of people following me here. I should probably make a conscious effort to be transparent about stuff, which means at some point you've kind of got to be open about things like drug use or stuff, which obviously just yeah. doesn't happen with the industry. Like, it, like, there's very few... There are some people that are open about it, but very few people in the industry are, are kind of saying, oh, by the way, yeah... I am I am taking some drugs to get this. It's not all completely me. Because the thing is, the people that are saying that are also the ones that are, are kind of saying and being open about their stories about how fucking hard it still is. You know, you don't take steroids and just get jacked. You know, it doesn't really have. I mean, yeah, okay, they have. You know, there are there were some studies obviously that showed that people increase muscle mass sitting still, <laughs> but but like compared to another group, um, you know, use the term flippantly, but you know what I mean. They didn't didn't actually do any resistance training and still put on muscle mass. So obviously it it fucking works steroids. However, there's enough people that use steroids that will also tell you that there are people that use massive doses and barely see any gains, and there are people that use very small doses and see huge gains. So there's very much a lot of other factors involved than just the drugs that will obviously increase anabolism and hypertrophy. Um, whether that's genetics, whether that is you know, just general quality of training, um, nutrition, and all the other factors, which are probably are, are genuinely no different than natural people than people that don't take any drugs. Just the, the obviously the anabolics and all the, the the enhanced drugs will just give people like a bigger scope or a larger spectrum to go down, and oh, maybe yeah. maybe a bit faster. Well, yeah, you can always guarantee a bit faster, but like genetics play a big role, don't they? In in what you can achieve, yeah, but. I mean, some, I can understand, like, someone not being honest, if they're a, a film star, say, who then end up, you know, being in a Disney film, which is watched by kids, then, right, you probably are not going to say, you know. But if you're just an actor, like, whoever, who just does action films all the time, if you say, oh, I do gear, I don't think, no, is anybody really going to care? Because, you know, who goes, to, who goes to watch Rambo in the cinema? Looks, you know, who want to see some killing and blood and some action you know they're not going to care slice launch it oh yeah he was in those gear to get that shade we go right then 
whatever. You're not going to not go and watch a film, are you? Mm. But to say back to the original thing of Zach Efron has not got that bod. The, yeah, all. absolutely not. That's why I think there's kind of two two aspects. To this one that like the whole shaming thing. It, like 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 I said, we've we've all. I think most of us alive, we've said we haven't really had some aspiration to have like physique related or kind of like look certain ways. Um, certainly, my 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 journey in this industry, if you want a better term, started absolutely from that that perspective. And that I just wanted to look back because I felt shit about myself. Um, another thing that came out of client actually is what I'm uh, oh, sorry, the a new client obviously in the pre consultation talking around goals and motivation and stuff, um, and like the goal of losing weight and. And I, and I kind of said it, it never could, like when you ask someone like, what's your motivation? Oh, I just, I want to lose weight. That's never actually their motivation or their, their kind of, their issue. Their issue is always, I want to feel more, or sorry, their issue. Their goal is always, I want to feel more confident because the goal is not to lose weight. The goal is to be more confident and they might feel more confident by losing weight. But obviously that when you kind of dive deeper and go down layers and you get to the true root root issue and the true motivation and it is usually something you know emotionally attached rather than something like i, I you know physical I, I actually want to you know i would i just want a six-pack oh you know so anyway like i said that that's, that's kind of obviously one thing to say that obviously i think we'll all probably put it that way and it's fine but it's also fine not to do that but then it's another problem when you know we're using this type of stuff just to effectively shame people as i say which is all, all it is is just shaming him for actually looking still half tidy <laughs> yeah well, yeah which is it's ridiculous really isn't it but well some people do actually then believe that oh yeah that is that or that must be what a, a dad bod is then i, I i'm and i'm as someone who's not in that shape like oh my god i got, I got so far to go it's on i don't believe it's attainable so i wouldn't bother and then because they won't bother then it gets worse or they say the same mentally affected maybe no confidence kind of seep into other parts of life and it does affect their life negatively because some I don't know dickhead has, has commented that this guy has got a dad bod when he clearly hasn't yeah unless uh, your dad your dad was uh, Mr. Olympia <laughs> no no uh, in fact I joked to say that my dad looked like Grant Holt but I, I reckon a lot of people wouldn't even know who Grant Holt is so <laughs> he's a Norwich striker he was a Norwich striker yeah uh he, he uh, I think he's still around here this way, but he went to Villa after Norwich. Um, very good, very good striker actually. Um, but he was known for being a bit on the larger side. Not he wasn't really ever. He's a bit chunky now. Don't get me wrong. In fact, I remember seeing him once um, mid-season in a local Tesco Metro, um, filling up a little shop, a little uh, blue basket with, oh, God knows how many bags of sweets and Maltesers <laughs> and God knows what else. And uh, I gave him the benefit of the doubt, thinking. Oh, they must be for his kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, he was—he was a bit like uh, not quite as not quite as chunky as old John Hartson. He was an, obviously Norwich, another ex-Norwich striker. But um, he was, a, yeah, he's, he's a big old lump. But um, anyway, so yeah, my dad was not Mister Olympia. Like most people's uh, fathers. Yeah. So oh, imagine me like twelve percent boy if I have a dad bod. Amazing. Uh, or being called a dad bod and the thing is this whole conversation and like me going off on one about this um, not once mentioned about women you know like women have it, probably have it worse than men like well not probably definitely have it worse than men in terms of kind of um, culture shaming or body shaming 
Like the the diet culture and stuff that's brought up with them, women have it way worse in terms of expectations. Um, albeit, I think hopefully at least this sack often thing and though things like our conversations and albeit again um the amount of non-original content in the fitness industry however at least it is perpetuating that blokes have have it too it's not all women even though they have it worse i think you know men men still feel shit about their bodies because of this type of stuff oh 100 of course they do and it's and nowadays especially on facebook and Instagram, you're going to answer you. So if you're looking at certain things, you're going to, you're going ads directed at you, probably with some guy, some guy's abs out. So you can't really get away from it. Yep. Just TV when they would just flick the channel over, you may not see certain ads on certain channels. But now, obviously, with uh, targeted ads, they, you can see anything at any time, mm-hmm. all the time. Well. I oh. think I think that's a good time to round up now. I think. Hey, what, how long have we been on for? Oh, well. oh yeah. Nearly now. Yeah. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed letting myself go a little bit. Um, so anyone would think that I'm fully caffeinated or something, but actually, it's uh, half past eight at night, and I haven't had any caffeine since three o'clock. So. I had my last coffee at uh, up four. Ooh, touch and get well you're probably going to bed late again are you well I'm overtime tomorrow so I've been to seven so I'll probably go about eleven so okay. not too probably. bad not too bad although we discussed this obviously on the on the last episode or episode yeah last episode one that actually went out today discussed that didn't we in uh, your uh, perception of caffeine tolerance yes I, I, I emphasised or, or iterated the word perception. Actually, I don't know if you can iterate a whole word. Can anyone correct me on that? Can you iterate a whole word or can you only iterate a part of a word? Don't know. I don't know. Emphasise. Emphasise probably the more appropriate term. Do I sound smart? I think I sound smart. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Very articulate. Well, you know, they, some people have said that about me. By some, I, I mean that. nobody, but... <laughs> Me. right on that note let's sign off and say i bid you farewell or adieu uh yeah it's uh it's been emotional it has been emotional um i've enjoyed it I, I, like I said I, i've genuinely gone off on a bit of a rant which doesn't happen too often um no just doesn't. Just, just, just found myself being slightly animated if only we had the video if only we used the video see my hands hands going, hands going everywhere and what not Facial expressions. You wouldn't see that through the beard, would you, though? No. No. You wouldn't know. Looks like, no. I've got, looks like I've got a giant bird's nest stuck to my like bottom like, bottom half of my face and my chin. Yeah. It's probably a bird living in there. I made this joke on my Instagram the other day. I said, oh, my beard's getting out of control. Probably a small animal living in there. I wouldn't even know it. I think it's probably a fox living in there. So yeah. I'll, I'll probably find half a bowl of cornflakes and, you know, Reese's cup or something stuck in there later. And I think, oh, snack. Lovely. Yeah, they have a later. What can you ask for? A dad bod? Not having a dad bod? Yeah, yeah. Well, Zach Efron's dad bod, of course. Not anybody's dad bod. No. I, well, to be fair, mate, I'd be happy with that. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd be happy. So, although I think I'm in, I think I'm in better condition than Zach Efron's dad bod at the minute. I said this to Paul, um, Paul Cocker. I said my dad bod's better than his dad bod. Um, not better than Paul's. Well, clearly better than Paul's, but not better than um, than. 
than Zach's maybe. He well he denied it anyway, he said that well, Zach's got way more hair than I have, which is absolutely true. Um he's also better looking and have more money. So mm, Yeah. Sure. Have, have all the ladies, all the girls chasing him down and Oh well. Just I found myself feeling sad about my life now. <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> I joke, I joke, I joke. Um, really, re- really, probably if if people have made it this far, congratulations. <laughs> if you haven't turned off yet, yeah, rare. Uh, Make it all the way. Right, let's let's go. Let's say bye bye. Right, ciao. See you, see you in a bit. Bye. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week. <laughs>